Hello, everyone. Well, Tasha's journey to find love is in the home stretch. It's getting real, people. And some guy in Austin and I are eager to discuss this week's vulnerable moments. There are so many questions to ponder. For example, why does Ben insist on removing his clothes on every single date? Was the lie detector test really a sixth grader science fair project? And where does the La Quinta Spawn Resort keep all those pinatas? We answered these questions and many more on this episode, and we managed to become big fans of Adam Hambricks in the process. He's the new Dan Plaché, in case you didn't know. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 192 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin who recently celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. I um, I did celebrate a birthday last uh, last Friday, uh-huh. and uh, it was uh, it was enchanting. Oh, <laughs> did you have a bounce house? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <no>. <laughs> a little what? old for the bounce house. However, um, I did um, I did. Uh, there there were several times where I almost fell down, like like <laughs> in a bounce house. So I think oh, comparably, right. <laughs> whatever the equivalent to my age is, we did have a bounce house. We did. Uh, Mrs. Some guy planned a very nice. Um, uh, dinner with some friends, very intimate setting at somebody's house. It nice. uh, you know, was very COVID safe. And uh, then we actually went to a fancy hotel uh, for the night uh, and did a little um, uh, mm-hmm. little cocktails oh. in the room and <laughs> had fun. So it was nice. You had a fantasy suite date. We did, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a hot tub? Well, no, that wasn't were, running. Ro- rose petals everywhere, <laughs> and uh, oh, lovely. We were, we were not in a windmill. There were no windmills. <laughs> so, thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate that. Um, I do believe. Um, can I share with uh, with everyone the text you sent me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is a it was a picture of Emily Maynard in her white shorts, and it says something like, "Will, will you accept these shorts?" or something like that. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday. And I thought that was very, very creative. And uh, I, I, as you know, I did accept the shorts. You did. And, uh, yep. <laughs> Emily Maynard wished me happy birthday. Was it? And it was a, it was pre, she wasn't pregnant, which must mean it was taken probably 10 years ago. Exactly. Five uh, years ago. <laughs> yeah. She's been pregnant every day for the last five years. <laughs> so true. It, was it better than the Brad Womack one I sent you a couple of years ago? Well, the Brad Womack one was good because that actually came in the mail. Right. And so that was very <laughs> unexpected. Um, so from a surprise factor, the Womack one was still the best one. But from a, a pure satisfaction factor, the Emily Maynard <laughs> birthday wishes were very gratifying. So thank you. I appreciate What about that. the Bigfoot one? Um, I forgot about the Bigfoot one. That was good, too. Yeah, that was a you good one. Thought. Look at me go. So, yeah, and listen to this. Like, if anyone was doing a psychological profile on me, all they would have to do is look at your birthday cards. You've got Womack, Emily Maynard, and Bigfoot. That about sums up 
That's about 90% of what I'm interested in. <laughs> you are. You're a, you're, I wouldn't say you're obsessed with Bigfoot, but you are fascinated by Bigfoot. Yes. And I always, now it's sort of trendy because these days um, they're always, there's new shows and they're always talking about the quote new evidence. And I got to tell you, the new evidence looks a lot like the old evidence. <laughs> um, but I've been fascinated with Bigfoot since I was a child. I mm-hmm. remember uh, there used to be a show hosted by Leonard Nimoy called In Search Of. Oh, and, uh, and, um, you know, Spock did it and he right. narrated it. And I remember as a child watching that on Bigfoot and like, I remember I went to bed that night and I was scared that Bigfoot was going to appear outside of my window in Houston. <laughs> um, Bigfoot never appeared in Houston, mm. but I've been looking for him ever since. And you've yet to find him. <laughs> you've, you've seen some footprints. <laughs> I have. And some, some very grainy videos that, mm. uh seem to hint that he's alive. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of people that are, uh, are hard to find these days, Bennett, uh, exited <laughs> and reappeared last night, much like Bigfoot, um, lurking in the bushes. That no, was terrifying. No, no, just, no. You said lurking in the bougainvilleas, which yeah, is boog- way funnier. Yeah. He was lurking amongst the bougainvilleas, but outside the Corto de Presidente or whatever uh-huh. it is, but, Creepy. um, I told you last night, uh, I said, uh, I was terrified and I was sitting on my couch. I can't imagine how scared Tasha was. And you know, the best part was her handler let the gate just swing and hit her in the, in the, in the back for punctuation. Yeah, it was great. Well, you know, it's hard carrying around a train like that whenever you're trying to have an LA wedding look with your yeah. shorty shorts and your bustier, but you're your party in the back train. It's tough. Yeah, he let's let's just let's just start with that. Obviously, the episode launches where we left off last week where Noah and Bennett, he's just given Noah the box of emotional intelligence. And Tasha is looking at both of them saying, "Really, is this what it is? I don't understand." She goes and talks to Bennett by himself. She talks to Noah by himself. She comes back she does that thing now that all bachelor and bachelorettes do where they hold the rose in front of the person and they say, mm-hmm. I cannot give this to you. And they wave it yeah. under their nose. And she says that to Bennett, who is shocked. Shocked, can't yes. believe this. And then she comes, she sends him away. She does say to the camera, uh, I don't know if I did the right thing. That did not feel right. And then she right. goes in and Noah's smiling and she asks him to please wipe that smile off your face because this is not a victory. Yeah, that that whole thing was really painful. I thought uh, Bennett was uh, highly manipulative, mm-hmm. um, but she knew she was sending him home. She couldn't be talked out of it. I yeah. don't think she, I think she probably suspected he was coming back. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I suspected I, 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 he was coming back something he said, something she said, I can't remember, but it, it, it flitted in and out of my brain. Like, ah, he's probably going to show back up because you know, what else is there to do? He's right, been quarantining but, this whole time. Let's just mix right. things up. Which means the limo doesn't take him off the resort because he would break the bubble. Right. And so he mm-hmm. never went anywhere. He, and he did put on his white pants. He looked lovely. Um, <laughs> and his, his blue linen, shoes. Lo, yeah. His blue shoes his his Belgian, Belgian loafers. loafers. Yeah. Blue suede uh, Belgian loafers. Mm. Yeah, and uh, he told her, uh, I love you, which he was did. fairly shocking to me. Question, have they been on a one-on-one? No, I don't think they've no. spent any meaningful time together that they we know They haven't. Of. Yeah. He did say, and I was watching with Todd last night too, me and Todd and Laura, 
And Todd did say that he does feel like the psycho character. That yeah. you were spot on by saying that he his his smile is and his the way he, his eyes are dead. Have you noticed yeah. that he's got dead eyes? Yeah, he looks uh, like a sociopath. He does, and um, yeah, sort of acts like one too, as best best we can tell. Um, but I think he 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 laid it on he, thick. He laid right, you, it on thick. Do you think it's about his feelings for Tasha, or do you think he just doesn't like to lose? I think he doesn't like to lose. I think that he is also very manipulative, as you say, and so he is wanting to change your mind, and he does. I don't think it, it's, it's sort of about losing, but it's more about manipulation and control over her. Yeah, I guess. I, I think, um, you know, he's 36 years old, which mm-hmm. is sort of disturbing that he's still in that place, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lets him because we see in scenes next week, he waltzes into the rose ceremony and says, I'm back. And I, to me, that's just, and the guys can't say anything because her whole, her whole defense is, well, Bennett, you were questioning my integrity mm-hmm. that I'm keeping Noah around. So they can't very well say anything about her keeping Bennett or giving Bennett a second chance. Because then they would be questioning her right. integrity that she kept defense. in it. Right. Oh. It's a perfect, perfect defense. And um, but I find it ironic though that um, he he said over and over and over again, "I'm not questioning your integrity." But then he actually, by her logic, he actually did by going back and asking to be, you know, like maybe you made the wrong decision type of thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he questioning her integrity by saying, "I want to come back"? There you go. I don't know. <laughs> This is whenever I get disappointed in Tasha. Whenever yeah. she looks at Noah and she says, uh-uh, don't smile, that's when I'm very proud of her. And then he comes back. Of course, this could be editing. This could be producers pushing it on her. They're going to say, hey, give us an Emmy reel on this moment where you're really struggling on whether to keep him. And so, it, you know, it could be all of the drama of that. But whenever things like this happen, I just roll my eyes because... I'm so proud of Tasha. I love her as a bachelorette. I'm, I think she's done a great job, a phenomenal job. And then stuff like this happens where he's well, such a jack wagon. You think she's she's playing the game, though, you know? She is. I mean, and she so. knows her final four, obviously. Well, let's get into that, though. It may not... she Her final four has has been, I think, pretty solid. And then after the... The lie detector test uh, that the, sort the quote of changed. Unquote, lie detector test. <laughs> the first, the first question I should have asked her is: This a fake test? <laughs> and that red light would have gone, uh, or that green light would have just blown up. <sighs> Let's do the lie detector test. It's <laughs> it's JoJo, it's JoJo yeah, in a in a weird room with with a with a with a with an Apple computer. <laughs> <laughs> and this heartbeat bulbs. machine and three and then, light bulbs. And if you notice the blood pressure thing was it was like on her on her it, was, it wasn't ever put on right it was on her like lower arm it was loose as could be. <laughs> Jojo as far as I know is not a certified um, lie detector giver. Mm. Mm. Uh, everyone's answering with uh narrative answers which you can't do you in a lot. I mean do. I hate to call 
BS on it, but that was so freaking fake. I mean, well, it was and and we were led to believe certain truths about people, but then this was also the teariest episode. I think next week's going to be a very teary episode. But this episode, a lot of the guys were vulnerable, vulnerable again, based on their lie detector answers. Mm-hmm. Let me go through just a bit of them. Are we going to do just, this? Okay. Just, yes, we are. We, because like, the listeners need to know what these guys yeah. are thinking. First of all, Ivan is aroused by Tasha. Yes. Aren't we all glad we know that now? Yes. That helps us to move on down this journey. And he also wants children. So, you know, Ivan, green light. That's great. Tasha thinks you're awesome. Noah comes along and she says, Jojo again is asking the questions. And she asks Noah, has anyone ever faked an orgasm with you? And he said, no. And the orange light comes up, which means inconclusive. Yeah. Mm. That's important to know. Um, are you ready to meet her family? Yes. It turns green. So that's the truth. And he says, do you miss your mustache? He said, no. And the light turns red. Yeah. It Again. misses me. <laughs> Again, very important questions to know. We also have Brendan. And he looked very, very nervous. And he was asked, are you prepared to propose? Mm-hmm. And he did not give a one-word answer. He said, I hope I'm ready to propose, or I think I'm ready to propose, or something, and it turned green. And then, would you like to meet her family? Would you like her to meet your family? And it turned orange, again, inconclusive. This bothered Tasha very much. My favorite was how the, no matter what the answer was or how long the answer was, the lie detector machine waited until (laughs) they had completed their answer to evaluate the data. Because the ABC intern is back there going orange. There we go. I had a, um, I had a, um, I had a class in, in uh, junior high called um, power systems. Oh. And uh, it was like, you know, it was like a shop class, you know, I had wood shop and metalworking and stuff. And then you had power systems. And uh, the, one of the projects I did looked exactly like this. It was I, I did a um, you, you can you can um, up the power of batteries by hooking them up in what's called series, like the way that yeah. you wire them together. And uh, my project was three light bulbs and they were different wattages. Oh. And I showed I showed how through um, hooking batteries up through series that you could um, power a higher watt bulb with the same batteries. Interesting. And it looked, the first thing I saw, uh, my dad built this little wood box with me, and then he mounted the he- the the lights and stuff. And um, I, I the first thing I thought when I looked at last night, I'm like, that's my eighth grade power systems project. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a lie detector. That's what you have to do when you're in the bubble. You, you yeah, got to use. Could, yeah, yeah. It's not like you can just send out for a lot. Well, look, you can send it out for. Elephant testicles, I would imagine they're more difficult to get than a lie detector. No, no, no. Remember, Harrison has those in his trunk that he brings in. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brendan, in his aftertime, when Tasha says, Look, I was really upset that the lie turned orange. And his response was, Well, it's hard for me to think about, I am ready to propose, I do like you a lot. Uh, I think he might have been falling in love with her. I'm not sure. And he said, but I've done this before. So it feels hard to have my family buy into this again. And then he said, and I know you've done this before. So it feels hard for me to step in those shoes with your family. Great answer. And she said, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. So Brendan is off the hook for having an orange light. 
Then yeah. we have Zach, and JoJo asked him, have you ever cheated? And he said, yes, immediately. And that light turned green. Uh-oh. So that means mm-hmm. Zach has had um, some trouble with drugs, and he's had some stints in rehab, and now he's a cheater. Mm-hmm. And so during her alone time, she said, hey, once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't like cheating. Cheating is not acceptable. Cheating is a deal breaker. No. And he said, can I explain? And she said, yes. Yeah. And so he goes into this whole story about how he had a girlfriend, and then he went to the Bolarama and he French kissed another girl, and it was in sixth grade. Yeah, and that's you, the you only time. That's the only time he's ever cheated. Yeah, are you buying that? I'm not buying that. Are you buying that? <laughs> no, but oh. I thought her 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 appearing to be a strong woman and put her foot down by saying that, you know, I'm not going to tolerate cheating. Who who would? Right. <laughs> like, why, why would you? Even I'll need tolerate to... it. Yeah, exactly. No. Look, I, I didn't like your answer back there, but if you cheat on me. I'm going to make you take this test again. I don't, you know, what else is she going to say? Right. Um, and again, Here's, this goes back to what's relevant before you meet somebody. And right. All that, blah, right. Blah. Here's the question though, for you, uh, have you ever taken a lie detector test? No. Have you ever been in a room where a lie detector test has been administered? Um, yes, I have. Ha- can, can he think, would this, would this make sense? Can he think in his head about that time he cheated in sixth grade and that be his answer, but really he's cheated like two other times too. Well, lie detector tests measure um, physical responses <clears throat> like uh-huh. heart rate and um, uh, um, pulse rate and um, blood pressure and things like that. And they're indicative of an untruth. And so they're somewhat unreliable. Yeah. And I've never had, you know, I'm not a criminal lawyer, but I've had instances where they were, you know, overlapping my job and stuff. And um, my understanding is that they can always be attacked based on re- reliability. Mm. Um, so, you know, and that's that's a real lie detector, not this nonsense. I mean, right. come on. This is like, um, you know, remember the game Operation? Yeah. Yeah, when the, when you when you touch the, the, the funny bone and the beeps or whatever. Yeah, buzzes. buzzes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what this is. And um, I will say that um, Tasha's gold, uh, gold sparkly um, miniskirt, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I can't think of better lie detector attire for <laughs> that. And then JoJo, I thought they should have put JoJo in some sort of uniform, though. Right. She had, like, jumpsuit or something on. Yes, with know. heels and like a clipboard and her hair yeah. up with a pencil in it and glasses. <laughs> like some Van Halen video. Exactly. She pull that off and have a bikini on underneath or something. <laughs> Give me a car so I can sprawl out on the hood, please. That's Thank right. you very much. So afterwards, yes. she's fine with his answer and whatever. It's great. I still think that he may have cheated in other instances, but he told her he didn't. So yeah. let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. So he thinks that's funny. And she's like, that's so mean. I can't believe you did it. He's like, well, I was, I was hooked up to a lie detector test. I did cheat on my girlfriend in sixth grade. I kissed another girl. And so, yay. And then they make out big time. Lots and lots of chemistry. Then the last guy's Riley. And JoJo said, let's set a baseline. What's your name? And he said his name, and it turned orange. (laughs) (laughs) So then everybody's thinking, okay. And during the commercial break, we were trying to figure out, you know, is he a refugee? And he changed his name. Is there some sort of, um, is he in witness protection? Because that doesn't (laughs) seem very smart to go on national television. I just thought, (laughs) I thought, no, I thought that, 
he said Dwayne Riley Christian or something like yeah. that. Uh huh. I thought, okay, if he doesn't go by that all the time, then you know that makes sense right. that it would beep or whatever. Right. It did. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I I did not think anything nefarious was going on. I didn't either. Thing. I just thought this is stupid. We'll get to the bottom of it later. And and, sure and we enough, did. And he cried about it. Can you tell everybody what? He, what his reasoning was that his light turned orange inconclusive. Yeah. And and he's already, he's already brought this up. I think once or twice that he had a very rough uh, go when his mother, um, apparently they got a divorce and the father polluted him and his siblings with mm. respect to the mother, which mm-hmm. is an awful thing to do. And he didn't talk to his mother for years. And then they reunited um, because uh, Riley decided to be a bigger person. They have a good relationship now. And I can't remember if he was mad at his dad, so he changed his name, or he just respected his mom enough and changed his name. Mm. To, so one of those two happened, and he had a legal name change. But when you're asked the question, yeah. particularly to a lawyer, what's <laughs> your legal name? Right. He didn't lie about it. No, he didn't. But so, he turned orange because he's thinking in his brain, but that's not what my name is now. He turned orange because the ABC intern hit the button. <laughs> it, was, no, it wasn't reading anything. The ABC intern oh. is behind the sheet and he's just, he's following his little card going right. red, green, orange, <laughs> red, orange, green, red. <laughs> Oh. I just picture that guy at like the, um, you know, the dollar store with a mask on trying to find three different colored light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes before it closes. <laughs> He's expendable. The ABC intern can go outside the bubble. Oh, that's so funny. Well, then afterwards they have, you know, we're at the cocktail party. That's when she's learning all the things about everyone. And then she goes and picks up her date rose and she shakes it in front of everybody's nose. And she said... I have learned so much about each one of you right now that I just can't even imagine giving this rose to anyone because it's a very important rose. This rose means you are going to hometowns, which going to hometowns is not a real thing. We, Like we said, it's either home Zooms or we have one person who has been right. quarantining in the, the West 40 over there. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Would you say that everybody at this point now has one person quarantining? Well, I don't know. Cause well, yeah. Or I guess if they, they go there, they're, they've been quarantining for weeks, so they're not positive. So there's no risk there that the only risk would be them contracting it. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. It's fine. The, she also had a date with. Ben. So he gets a one-on-one. She believes that this one-on-one is coming at the perfect time. Yes. That was established several times. Several times. And and they start off with Jojo giving them a scavenger hunt that takes them all over the resort on their scooters. And they have to go to a tennis court and find a clue. And then they have to go to a fountain and find a clue. And the fountain is ankle deep. Yet, our boy Ben has to take off his pants to go yeah. into the ankle-deep fountain to get a clue you know, that's in a water bottle. Well, you know, the irony of that is if he was wearing any of the suits that he's worn this season, he yeah. wouldn't have had to take he off his pants. He wouldn't have to do it. He wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> Once again, Ben is taking off his clothes. This is He's mm. an exhibitionist, I've decided. He likes people to see his bare skin. 
is what I'm saying. Yeah. Which is well, odd that he had... You know, anyway, it's fine. I, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't take off a shirt either and just get on in there. And then they have to go and bust a bunch of pinatas to find mm-hmm. the last clue that leads them to a bench where they can sip champagne together. Busting mm-hmm. the pinatas. Have you... <laughs> Do you think that they just like went into the morning meeting and said, "Who has pinatas?" <laughs> Can somebody? Yeah, I told you. Go I get us that, pinatas. No, listen. I told you what happened was that they just opened up the the storeroom at the Corto de Fiesta, and like, look, we got all this. We got we got light, Cinco we got de light Mayo. bulbs in here. Yeah, we got colored light bulbs. We've got pinatas. We've got you know uh, martini sets. Whatever, it's all yours. Just plug the resort. <laughs> We need two camera shots to get the front sign yeah. that right. we're and good. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, and then, apparently they don't have um, they don't have candy because <laughs> there was no candy in any of those. What a waste of a pinata! You know what the best pinata was with me one time? We were at my friend Nancy Jane's birthday party, and one of her dorkier friends brought her a pinata maybe she was 30 something years old and he kept saying let's bust the pinata let's bust the pinata everybody was thinking you're such a dork we're not gonna bust the pinata he would not let it go finally nancy jane said we're just gonna have to do this to shut him up and it's it's fine let's just play the game and so people were trying to bust the pinata and finally some guy busted it and little tiny bottles of alcohol fell out (laughs) Everybody ran to grab the alcohol like you do if you're a kid with the candy. It was the best pinata ever. And I've always thought I need to put tiny alcohol in a pinata for somebody is the best because they're plastic bottles. They don't break. It's awesome. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. You know, Isn't I, it? I have a funny pinata story because it, it, uh, I don't know how um, what, what the culture is over there, but here it seems like every kid's birthday party um, they have a pinata. That's just a thing. Okay. And, um, so I was at one of my neighbor's street, um, my old house and they had a bunch of tiny kids and we were at this park and they had a, a pinata and they had, you know, two or three of the small kids get to go first and they can't really, you know, do yeah. anything to it. They just kind of push it around. And they had <laughs> this other kid was probably five or six, um, a boy. And, uh, my neighbor was standing there with the rope, you know, how you mm-hmm. move it mm-hmm. out of the way kid didn't have a blindfold on, um, which, you know, sometimes you blindfold, sometimes you don't. And he, my neighbor had a drink in his hand and was just sort of not paying attention when the little kids were hitting it. And this, <laughs> this kid came up and with everything he had swung and whacked my neighbor in the back of the knee. <laughs> and he went down. And I, I mean, it was one of those things where like, his wife and like everyone ran to him like, are you okay? You're okay. I actually had to walk physically walk away because <laughs> I couldn't hold in my laughter. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Pinatas are fun, man. They're fun. And they can, they can, I mean, if they have alcohol in them, they're even more fun. I also think at the morning meeting, they asked all the bus boys and waitresses, Hey, does anybody sing? And this guy, Adam Hambrick raised his hand and they said, do you have a guitar? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And so he got this private concert at the end of their date. Who, first of all, who have you? Okay. I ask you this every time <laughs> because you're more into the know on these culture things than I am. But have you ever heard of the guy? I have not ever heard of the guy. He <laughs> just probably just was like part of the wait staff. That's what I'm saying. It's a busboy. Yeah. They said, yeah, which of like, you yeah. knows how to sing and has a guitar? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they were like, hey, we got a 
leftover guitar. It's out of tune in the Quarto Day supply <laughs> or whatever. They got those light bulbs. You're like, hey, Adam, uh, how'd you like to stop washing dishes for a couple hours? <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, he's a I thing, don't... though. He's something because Todd looked him up and he had, I want to say, 35,000 followers, maybe. Okay, so he's up and coming. I'm sure he's got some yeah. sort of uh, subsidiary of ABC that's his record label Perfect. or something. Yes, Chris you Harrison's think he knows label. Dan, yeah. Do you think he knows Dan or Shay? Dan plus Shay? I yeah. don't know, but he's on his way to finding that out. And Coachella, I'm sure. Was, was he? Was he a? <laughs> did, did, is he a country guy or is he a folk guy? What, I what think kind of he's vibe a folk yeah. guy. Because I don't, I don't get. Um, I can listen to quote country artists these days and I'm not really sure I recognize the genre anymore, but I wasn't, yeah. I was sort of half listening when he and his, his two, um, his sidekick, band, yeah. band mm-hmm. associates were playing. Yeah. There were, there was a, there was a drummer and there was a, I believe there was another guy on guitar back there or something. So three piece band, they managed to sneak into they the resort. Did it. They're the jazz band at the La Quinta resort and spa <laughs> hotel lounge. <laughs> There was this, he's not, you know, Adam Hanbrick wasn't playing the main room anywhere. You know, he's no, sort of a. No, but he will now. Yeah, yeah, he he's, is a he's, household name, Adam Hanbrick. You go, yeah. Adam Hanbrick. Now, I don't want to gloss over um, Ben's story because, no, you know. He, I, I was about to get there. It's fairly you, significant. Yes, I, I was about to get there. Tell everybody what she finally pulled out of Ben during their alone time. Well, it was surprising to me because I've been waiting for I saw combat and I have PTSD or, you know, I have I have dreams or whatever. Because I mean, of his he's a army veteran. background. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a veteran. But no, it goes all the way back to his addiction and his bulimia. And no, he wasn't an addict. He had bulimia, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So apparently he had some pretty, quote, dark times and um, attempted to kill himself twice. Mm-hmm. And his sister was the one that apparently let him let him out of the woods and quote, saved his life. But that's a pretty heavy thing to, well, first of all, it's a pretty heavy thing to announce on national TV. Yeah. Uh, but that's a lot to lay on somebody. You know, mm. you're just fresh dating. I don't know how to feel about that. I know it's, it's hard. It's also, I, I, you know, I still have this stance with Ben, like I can't put my finger on it, but, but I do think it's a perfectionism thing and him and him needing to not necessarily win, but him to be right and him to do well and him to succeed. I feel like, though, that she she really did say, but there's something. But I can tell you're holding back. But I can tell you've put up walls. But I could. So it was, it was a little bit of her pushing because I'm not sure he would just offer that information yeah. up to anybody because he even said... My sister has no idea she's the one who saved me from both suicide yeah. attempts. He, so, I think he said um, she has no idea, but she will now. But she will now because <laughs> ABC, national television, here That's we are. Crazy. It's I think, just, um, I, it, but she, she handled it. She said, you know, I think she had the uh, appropriate response and she gave him a rose. But I feel like every time that he gets a rose, he is convinced that he's, the one. I don't think Zach thinks that. Yeah, that's. I, I think that too. I agree. But man, that's. I don't know. You know, what do you do? I, I think I right, told you. Right. I, what I do you do? A, I had a legal secretary one time that um, kept putting me on middle seats um, in coach <laughs> when I had enough points for first class. <laughs> and I remember complaining to my then boss, and I said, "You know, this guy got to fire this guy. I can't believe him. Uh, he's doing this." And um, she said, why don't you fire him? And I said, um, 
well, he's, he's trying, he's, you know, he's learning and blah, blah, blah. And she said, why is that your problem? And that's always stuck with me because she was right. Um, and I, I'm not sure that that's something in your, you know, at 31 years old, you want to start with somebody that's had that kind of past. Mm. It may be selfish for me to say that, but that just seems like a lot to take on. I would always be worried about that. Yeah. If, he... if someone told me I had two suicide attempts and bulimia, mm. um, that's caused by a whole bunch of bad stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would, I would think I would be on alert mm-hmm. if, if somebody told me that mm-hmm. maybe that, that's selfish of me, but that seems well, to me that that would be a red flag. Yeah. The, the things that were positive that we heard from it is that he, he said from a lot of extensive counseling. So I'm glad that he has that as well. I'm glad he has a sister obviously. And now she knows a little bit more about what's going on in his life. I also appreciate that they put up the, you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts, here's yeah. a number you can call again, Ben is the one that's bringing a lot of stuff to light that people are yeah. dealing with. And like you say, Tasha's just going to have to, to weigh it out with all of the other stuff she's having to weigh with these, these individuals. And, and again, Ben is, I, I, I'm not sure Ben likes her the way he says, and I'm not sure she likes him. I would say, though, right now, if I had to put someone in fourth place of our four, which are Ivan, Zach, Ben, and Brendan, it would be Brendan in fourth. Or would you yeah. put Ben in fourth? No, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I think uh, the wounded puppy, you know, she's, mm. he's got that effect going on. He's he's uh, he's got a tortured past and mm-hmm. she's in some way is attracted to that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, too, you know, I, I've in, in, in all seriousness, I've actually been th- through that with somebody um, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of darkness. And it's scary when you're that close to it. You mm. know, you, you, you hear about it and you think, well how can someone do that? Or you just don't understand it. But when you're that close to someone who's actually tried it, um, and, and I have been in my life, um, it's, it's scary how, um, just dark it is for that person. And you can't say anything to that person that doesn't make them think, um, you know, that makes them think it's worth living. And that to me is really, really sad. So yeah, I was glad to see that, you know, they didn't lecture us on it. They put the thing up and said, you know, this is the guy that survived. And, and I thought he did a good job of explaining it. And God willing, you know, he's gotten past that and, and he mm-hmm. can live his life. I, I don't feel the same way about him that you do. I think he seems like a nice enough guy. Um, but he, man, he's got a lot of baggage. Yeah, I do think he's nice. I think he's, I think he's fine. I, again, it, I, just, I just can't put my finger on it. There's something I yeah. can't put my finger on. I mean, and maybe he'll change now that everything is out and he'll, he'll be a little as, bit more relaxed. But even, as far as we know... Sure, true, but even <laughs> I mean, but even the the scavenger hunt part, I was uh, I was just irritated by it because you're supposed to dig through all these tennis balls, but he can't do that. He has to win, so he takes the he takes the pool and he dumps it over, and then all you have to do is reach over Ben and get that. No, I'm going to take my pants off and Listen, get I in, and then <laughs> the last pinata, he won't bust it. He ta- he's so irritated, he takes it and rips it open with his hands. Look, because I he's got to get to that thing, and I just want to go calm down, Ben. Are you are you done ranting? Yeah. Okay, I think that says more about you than it does him. Why why does it why does it bother you? Just because he's in a rush? No, not that he's in a rush. That he just can't just play the game, Ben. Just dig through yeah. the balls and find the thing instead of going. 
oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. And oh, let me take my pants off. And my goodness, I've busted six pinatas and it hasn't been in one. It must be in the seventh one. I'm so here. Let me just rip it open so we can get to the thing we're supposed to get to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I did appreciate his neckline. His t-shirt necklines were way better. <laughs> his clavicles are still huge. I don't know of another human I've ever seen that's had such yeah, that's thick some clavicles. Sort of deformity. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there. I mean, he, what, I don't know what kind of... I was just thinking, like, what, what would you do in the weight room to accentuate yeah. that area of your anatomy? And I can't I figure know. it out. Chest and arms day, man. Chest well, arms. look, if that's true, Brad Womack would have huge clavicles, that's and very he doesn't. True. He doesn't. Um, now, let me ask you this, though, too, because I felt like, um, I, I agree with you. I felt like Tasha wasn't all in on Ben, but yeah. I feel like because he shared, yep. uh, he, he opened up, I feel like I, I agree with you that he jumped ahead of Brendan. Yes, he did. Yes, um, he did. In my opinion, the two most stable, nice guys are Ivan and Brendan. Yeah. I think Ivan's going to lose because he's way too... Um, mainstream, acceptable, yep. nice, and, normal, <laughs> right? And and right, he's a, he'd make a good husband. There so, you go. <laughs> yeah, red light on the lie detector thing. Would Ivan make a good husband? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but uh, to your point, uh, last podcast, he is he's pretty dry. You know, he's yeah. not like a happy, fun, go luck, you know, happy, go lucky, fun mm-hmm. guy. And mm-hmm. I think Ben is he can be kind of fun. Zach's kind of silly. Right. Uh, Bennett's a sociopath. Uh, well, and I was just about to bring that up. Remember at the very end when she said, I just love when guys show up like that. And I thought, oh my gosh, her, yeah. her issue with her husband leaving. I mean, I, I can, I can say with my whole heart that I have thought that too. This is what she meant. Her husband cheated on her more than likely left her for someone else. And when you're in that position, all you want is for the person to come back and say, that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. I thought that for a very, very long time, years and years and years ago. Don't think that anymore, but that's all you want to hear. And so I feel like when she's saying Bennett is coming back and fighting for her, that's all I've ever wanted. That's what she means. And unfortunately, it's the sociopath doing it. What do you mean? For some like validation or something? Like I am worth something? He should have known. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I get that. It's just Um, the feeling of you've been discarded and, and yeah. Chose some, he chose somebody over you, the one you're supposed yeah. to love and cherish your whole entire life. Yeah, well, I, I get that. But I, I think that um, I'm not really sure what's going on with Bennett. I, I can't tell if that's sincere or, or not. No, but yeah, it's him, not um, sincere. But it was so creepy when she opened that gate. He's like, hi, Tasha. I, was, uh, I felt like, hi, it, was, hello. <laughs> it was like Hannibal Lecter <laughs> stepping from the back of the cell into the light, you know? Hello, Clarice. I have to expect him to have one of those blue jumpsuits on, like, hello, Clarice. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. It's Bennett. Check his hands. Check his hands. Um, yeah, I mean, and then then like I had a creepy feeling when he when she invited him in. I thought, mm-hmm. wow, you know, well, the camera got better get in there quick. That's what you and I were talking about last night. I said the only reason why she felt safe is because a hundred people are surrounding her and know exactly <laughs> yeah. where she is and Bennett, and they've got all these know. cameras. Hannibal that, Lecter took down those three guards. He did. He did. He did. You're right. Ugh, gross. Okay, so here's who we have left. We have our four. Zach C. Zach C. Ivan. Ivan. Ben. Brendan and Ben. Then we have Bennett, Noah, and Blake, 
who hasn't been on a date, and Riley. That's right. Okay, so that's eight. So if she gets rid of people next week, our final four is still our final four, right? Yes. I think that... um... I think Blake has a small shot because she seems to like him, but I don't think he's interested anymore. He just appeared bored. To I me. think the exact opposite. I think she's really? sending. I think she's sending Blake home on the date. Remember how huh. you said somebody's got to go home on a date ah, next week? Yeah. I think it's him. I yeah. think it's him. Um, so I think. Do you think there's a we begin with a rose ceremony and she kicks Bennett to the curb, or does mm-hmm. Bennett stick around for the drama? Well, mm, no, because. You've got to have Blake's date because that hasn't happened yet. So let's let's talk about that timeline too because we also learned that next week it's Monday and Tuesday, and it's also mental all. So what Laura seems to think is that the first hour is going to be Blake's one-on-one date, and I believe she's going to send him home, and then you're going to have the rose ceremony where I believe she kicks off Noah, Bennett, and Riley. Wow. Yeah, I think that's probably logical. I think, well, man, I don't know. I feel like... Um, or, or the second, well, no, because the second half would be men tell all. And then yeah. we also looked ahead in the next week, the week of Christmas, that you and I thought, there's no way they're going to have... Nope. They, ABC <laughs> is all about it, and we're doing Monday and Tuesday again. So then I would think Monday would be hometown Zooms and yep. then Tuesday is your is your fantasy suite finale. Yeah, wow. Well, so um, I, I do want to address, are, are we done talking about all the days? Because there's something very serious I want to address in this episode. Yes. Now, we we got to give JoJo some credit because, you know, she stepped in for, for our, our, you know, magnificent host, Chris Harrison. Yes. Um, she did flawlessly pull off the, um, uh, if you didn't get a rose, please say your goodbyes. I thought she, 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 that was good delivery. Um, she didn't point out it was the last rose. Um, and she didn't say, go ahead when you're ready, Tasha. I was a little Mm -mm. disappointed in that. Mm -hmm. However, did you know, notice that she misused the butter knife and champagne flute? Yeah. She just didn't use it. Yeah. She walked in with a butter knife (laughs) and a champagne flute and just sort of waved it around. (laughs) I thought, how Tasha, hard is like, it's time yeah. for the rose ceremony. <laughs> like my butter knife's sparkling in the light. I just thought, well, how hard is it to ding, ding, ding the, the glass? I felt cheated. I know. I know. They're going to have to debrief, you know, like, uh, look, Jodo, uh, look, we, we were seriously thinking about a guest host situation like Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson. But, um, you know, look, you're going to have to work on your butter knife champagne flute alarm. <laughs> And then is is her signature look has to be like that romper jumpsuit thing, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice uh, another thing I wanted to address too, Brendan? Um, did you notice the um, the uh, twist on his signature look last night? The mock turtleneck. Well, it was a mock turtleneck, but then it had like a black uh, band. Oh yeah, like a line. Yeah, mm-hmm, I thought that mm-hmm. was. I was like, I've never seen a turtleneck like that. It would make perfect <laughs> sense that someone with a signature look like that would have a turtleneck like that. 
You saw the picture that I sent you on text message, right? Of Brendan, or you I sent me? You sent yeah. me <laughs> with the heart on his sleeve, but he looked like model. He looked very handsome, in my opinion, and I, tan. Yeah, I thought he. Yeah, I thought. I think his hair um, in that picture looked much better than it does on the show. Yeah, and his skin was a little bit golden. That's Photoshop. That's kind of no one looks like they think, right no, no one looks like they look on Instagram. I yeah. saw a funny meme the other day where um, there was it was like. The year twenty twenty one twenty, so a hundred years from now, uh-huh. and there was archaeologists and they were digging up this site, and they had these skeletons and the skeletons were on one side were just laying flat and the other ones were kind of had their spines arched, <laughs> and uh, they were the one one archaeologist looks at the other and says we've we've discovered some Instagram models or something. <laughs> The hip jetted out with the yeah, hand on it. Exactly. Yeah. So that is, uh, it's funny. I don't do much Instagram. I do have to look on it for work and I'm always just, it's really, I, I get it, but it's, it's at some point it's really narcissistic. It's like you just, the selfies, the repeated selfies, uh, if you're not selling something and you're just posting pictures of yourself every day, I just find that unusual, but I guess mm-hmm. that's the culture, you know, I sound yeah. like an old man but when when we're done with this i'm gonna have to go out to my driveway and tell people to get the hell off my lawn <laughs> make sure to close your bathrobe before you do it <laughs> hey there you go hey in, the, <laughs> in the outro you need to play that uh hambrick guy if you can find <laughs> i'm gonna go to the la quinta inn and resort website right now <laughs> appearing at uh at steve's lounge in the uh in the back of a hotel, one, the one, one night only, before he goes back to washing dishes, Adam Hambrick. And you know what's you know what's terrible, Lindsay, is six months from now you and I are going to be sitting there, and there's going to be a commercial for like the American Music Awards, and it's be like featuring Carrie Underwood, you know, blah blah blah, Adam Hambrick, and I'm going to go. It. <laughs> I still have the same job I had six months ago, and Hambrick's killing it. NBC. Your whole world is bloodshot eyes. Watch the sunrise. Sleep when you die. Face and laugh. Full heart, falling heart. Singing songs to her in the dark. Hey, thank y'all for listening. I wanted to remind you that we have a bachelor bracket together with the amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Super fun, super easy. Takes about 30 seconds to fill out. I wanted to give a shout out to our top five people in this in the bracket scorecard. We have Becca Gibbons, she's number one, and Megan Moonjohn. She's right behind you, Becca. So watch out. Emily Kelly, Haley S, and randomly, I seriously don't know how I'm number five. I just click people. I've clicked the same people, I think, the last three weeks. So who knows? But We are in the top five. Super fun. Can't wait to see who wins. Y'all join us. If you'd like a recap of episode five of Tasha's season, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. If you want to give a gift this Christmas season, 
head on over there and leave us your thoughts. That would be awesome. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. Also great Christmas gifts. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. For a bloodshot eyes, watch the sunrise, sleep when you die, face alive. It's a full heart, falling heart, singing songs to it.